0: Welcome to Inspired Artist Podcast with me, Sirgan Carr. Before we begin, please remember to subscribe, rate, and leave feedback on the podcast so that others become aware of it and we can grow. In this episode, I'm talking with Bill Sterley and Sat Jyot is sitting next to him, so she makes a few, a few comments. This was a really cool episode. I didn't know what we were going to talk about. Bill is really skilled in mediation, conflict resolution. He talks to people about communicating in a nonviolent way. Also, you know, with consideration for their emotions, which I was uh, really touched by. My son came in during the podcast and we actually got to practice some of the things that Bill was talking about in The actual podcast. I thought that the topic of this podcast was totally relevant, even though it was a complete um, inspiration in the moment, um, because we are all now, those of us who have children, at home with our kids, probably who've been sent home due to the coronavirus panic. So, you know, we are having to communicate with our children maybe a lot more frequently. And this is a really great time to evaluate how we do it and maybe learn some new tools. So here we go.
1: If there was one thing that could make communication go better for you or for your listeners, what would be that thing that would make that you would like to know how to get things to go better in communication? Anything from misunderstandings and or um, you know various different improvements of things? What what would kind of make your life wonderful?
0: Wow, that's a great question. I, the first thing that came to my mind was communication with my children. <sighs>
1: I can help with that. <laughs> we, we can we can we can do several podcasts on the things to, uh, things that uh, kids say and what parents can say back uh-huh. to really get a quality of communication. You, so if you want to stay in that space, you are more than welcome to. And okay. uh, you can you can just bring think of all the different sentences or c- circumstances they present to you, and then just ask me, and I'll talk about how to communicate better with them.
0: All right, well, so this morning my four year old didn't want to brush his teeth, and we uh we, we went through some some drama over that <laughs> right. right eventually, he just did it himself, but you know it was um, right. yeah
1: so there was a struggle around that, and you would have liked that to go better correct
0: yeah to you know it it's it's interesting to me how something I guess from my perspective because I'm an adult and I've been brushing my teeth for quite some years um, how something so obviously daily and routine is going to become something that we're having to talk about all the time you know for my seven-year-old it isn't
1: anymore but for my four-year-old correct yeah correct and that's the thing is that how do you get that person connected to self-care and rather than that they're losing choice because that's in their mind. That's the problem is that they, they're trying to meet their need for choice in, in a way that's not the most life-serving way to try to get self-care to take place, you know? So, um, uh, so you've got to get them uh, focusing on the motive, which is Uh self-care, not the, um, not the battle, which is you're losing choice.
0: Right, which is, you know, an interesting thing to try to explain to a four-year-old.
1: Yeah, yeah, and no, you <laughs> want to be careful about explanation. So in communication, one of the challenges is the more you explain, the worse it gets. So, so you want to empathize before you problem solve or explain. So empathy means, and, and this is kind of Bill Sterling's term of empathy is, is that uh, empathy doesn't take place unless you get a feeling word and a need word connected and then agreed upon. You gotta get those two things. So a simple line of empathy might be when you're putting your kid to bed. How old is your child? I have a four-year-old and a seven-year-old. Great, all right. So either one of these is uh, a simple empathy as they're going to bed is, could you be feeling tired? Tired is the feeling word because your body Is needing some rest right now they their body will their their language then will become congruent and they will say yes or they will say no I am not tired I really want to connect with my friend Uh you feel excited about connecting with your friend and you're not experiencing being tired and your body needing rest, at which time they say, "Yes," and then they do watch. Watch what happens. Then oh, they'll yawn because really their body does need rest, but their mind is trying to meet this other need called connection with a friend. Uh huh. And their their mind is overriding their body. They don't know that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Reason why they don't know that is the same reason that we don't know about things. We don't know about things because we're not fully connected to uh, what the need is that we're trying to advocate for, you know. And that's the main things, right? With your kids, the same things, right? You know, you're trying to get them to rest, and and they're not interested in resting. They're interested in
0: getting dressed. Get, okay. get, getting dressed.
1: How do you do self-care? How do they meet their need for choice? They're looking for a little bit a little bit of certainty around that choice and things like that. And so, so that's the, that's the main thing too, you know, is to, to get the congruency to take place inside them. And that's called empathy before problem solving.
0: So when you, I noticed that you stated it in the form of a question, could you right. be feeling t- rather than.
1: Right. You ask him as a question because you want them to self-correct and you want them to Uh, really tell uh, get them used to asking and uh, and getting connected to their internal world which is what the feeling is and what the need is that is happening in their internal world it's it's kind of like using language as a um, as a meditation to be congruent with what is actually happening inside one's body and then it goes way better and it goes way better. So, so uh, but, uh, and, and it gives them practice on checking in with themselves and then, um, and, it, and it keeps us as parents from mind reading. So mind reading is overrated. So mm-hmm. we, we want to not do mind reading, use empathy and uh, as a curious exploration of what's going on inside the other person. And then it goes better.
0: I was really um, intrigued when you said the thing about you know the more what is the more explaining you do the worse it gets. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So my my seven year old has this thing of he just he wants more and more information. But I want to do but 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 what about this? You know, because to get basically to manipulate in order to get you know the thing that he wants and then
1: they don't um, uh, they don't do manipulation. They do they're exploring choice. They're not manipulating anything. They're they're learning how to. Uh, figure out the relationship between choices they would like to make, and articulating those choices and the choices you would like for them. And they're only going to—they know that the need for connection is mostly stable between us and them. So, so what happens is they're really going to push on choice because they know they're not going to lose connection. And yeah. it looks like it's manipulation, but really it's I am stable with my connection with you. And I'm trying to get something and I don't know how to language that in a way that's going to work. And I think that you're going to keep me from that. So they keep using different words and phrases and strategies that regrettably we've taught them or modeled mm-hmm. for them, mm-hmm. which is whole nother problem Uh or uh, or our teachers have modeled for them which is a whole nother problem Mm -hmm. Uh, and or ones that they watch on tv which is again a third problem you know it's that they're picking up and downloading language um, in real time so they're putting language together like puzzle pieces and it looks like manipulation but no i'm trying this puzzle piece i'm trying i'm seeing if this fits i'm seeing this fits to see see if i can get the objective that i'm looking for Mm -hmm. So, you know, at the time, my now 13-year-old was six years old, and he's standing in front of the refrigerator, and he looks at me and says the sentence, Dad, get me some ice cream now. And I'm looking at him there, and now if my respect button gets pushed, anger's coming next. Mm -hmm. Don't you talk to me that way. But if I keep it from that button from being pushed, and I ask a curious question, that's based in empathy, then it's like, so Tristan, I'm guessing you really are requesting me to support you with some ice cream and you would like me to support you with ice cream right now. Is that correct? He looks at me and goes, yeah. Why? Because he's six and this is the only words he's got. (laughs) Right, right. Because that's all he's got. And I'm using empathy about support rather than letting my respect button get pushed, you know, and then trying to instruct with them, hey, out in the real world, when you're 15-year-old, you can't talk like this. It's like it's not even on their radar screen, you know, right. about that explanation. But uh, empathy gets the job done, and then, then he says, yes. Oh, so you would like some support. Now, I look at the clock, and it's uh, 445, and I know somewhere between 15 – to 30 minutes, I got dinner coming. And he's asking for ice cream. Well, his body is calling for the thing that is number one, familiar, ice cream. Number two, the gut bacteria, specifically the bad ones, are saying sugar, please. Mm-hmm. And and there, and and these are the words he has to get there. So I'm going like, gosh, Tristan, I hear that you would really are requesting ice cream and you really I'm guessing that you really like the taste of ice cream. Is that correct? He goes, yes. And would you like chocolate or vanilla? Oh, vanilla. Yes. Now, what I'm actually doing to his physiology is I'm having him say yes to the thing, but not giving him the thing, because what actually is happening is his body is actually feeling satisfied with the anticipation. And you don't have to say yes. You just go, gosh, I wonder, I think that we're going to eat food here. We're going to have dinner. And it sounds like you would still like to have ice cream. Would you like to have ice cream for dessert? Yes. Now, all of a sudden, I've placed ice cream in the field of time called after food. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that works. In other words, their, um, their gut biome is satisfied with it. But many times, the signal is being set up from the from the gut to the brain to say, no, 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 sugar, not spaghetti. I'm not mm-hmm. doing the spaghetti you're making. I want the sugar now. I don't want the spaghetti now. I want mm-hmm. sugar. So then I would say, listen, it sounds like you did. How can we get some healthy food, the, the, the pasta and it doesn't have the vegetables or whatever the healthy food is that I'm serving, how can I we get healthy food and then and have that same experience of ice cream? What we like that? What would be a good idea for us to get both of those things? Would you, you know, what what do you think? Now this is making him think and practice choice, not me providing three choices. Because most parenting narratives are, mm-hmm. if you po- provide somebody one or two, the kid three choices, it allows them to pick. But that they'll get pissed if you do it mm. that way, because you rob them of the opportunity of thinking it through. Wow! I now do that all the time, <laughs> uh, and they get yeah. mad. They go like, "No, I don't want any of those choices," and they've just rejected one of the choices that they would have picked. Right, and you're going like, "But those are the only three choices you can have." Because we're sitting with a logical mind that has greater mastery of language and from a rational place, and they just aren't there. They Mm. just don't have the bandwidth. The neural connections aren't there. The vocabulary most certainly is not there. So then all of a sudden it's like, well, I don't know. What's your best thought? Well, can I have a little bit now? Oh, so... What would that look like? Now, I know what a little bit looks like in my mind, but I want to make sure I know what it is in their mind. Again, back to mind reading is overrated. I want to know what it is, what they're thinking. Well, can I have a spoonful? I go, you know what? That sounds like a good solution, is having a little taste or a spoonful now, and then we'll have our dinner, and then you can have some more after. Would that work for you? Oh, yes. Yes. Now, I could have processed that and, and gave them all the options and hidden all the answers and did all the things. But what happens is I've now maintained a quality of connection with them that, A, they're not, that I am not a slave and they are not the king or queen
2: mm-hmm.
1: telling me what to do because they're royalty, obviously, because <laughs> you know, that's what they've learned is their royalty right. from all of us giving stuff to them. As well as the second thing is they're not the prisoner and I am the keeper of the ice cream away from them and that they're in jail because otherwise they're thinking of themselves as being in jail. Right. And they got to sneak around me to get the ice cream and show up at a time that I'm not there in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. They can get the ice cream on their own. Hmm. So we're trying to use empathy to reduce the um, uh, the strategy, uh, the, the current strategies of sneaking around, of rewards, deals, and punishments, and we're trying to get away from that narrative because otherwise it turns us into police officers, turns a- them into criminals on probation and waiting for them to make the next mistake so we can throw them back in jail. Mm-hmm. So we really wanna to, want to watch our language and our language <laughs> strategies, or otherwise it will tend not to go as well.
0: Wow, that's really cool. So how did you get into
1: to, to all this? That's a great question. Um, uh, when I was first starting my career, one of the things that I was looking at is, why do people think the way they do? And I learned a really important model that creates some distinctions between uh, the communication between how an engineer communicates versus how does a social worker communicate because they use different vocabulary and they have different mental processes. The same as like an artist and a drill sergeant think very differently and they speak differently. So I started down the path of communication by starting there. But what, what led me to is what the this information that i just taught you is how to speak compassionate and nonviolently in the face of things so that and that and and that's the uh that's the second way to do it is to empathize with it so so i've been learning the process of communication and getting healthy communication to show up through these different processes of why do people think the way they do why do people behave the way they do and how do people how their beliefs influence those things. So yeah.
0: I'm I'm curious, do you find that this works across cultures?
1: It does. It does. Mm-hmm. It does work across cultures. In fact, um, my mentor, who was an international mediator, when I first learned from him, I think it's like 19 years ago, I'm sitting in a uh, a conference that where well, there was 350 people in this uh, small um, junior college um, cafeteria in Santa Barbara, I think it was, and so we're sitting there, and he's and he and he's up there, and he's tel- talking about feelings and needs and things like that, and I'm um, sitting there, and he and he and he just said the sentence: "When I flew to Central Nigeria to mediate between two African tribes." I'm going like, you did what? And he goes, yeah. And, and I'm thinking to myself, what did this guy do? And he said, in a village where there, six months earlier, there were 800 people, and now there were only 600 people. In other words, 200 people died in this village. Oh, wow. And he comes in with this communication tool to reduce conflict. Wow teaches them and starts the teaching to them about how to how to reduce conflict between these two tribes. Mm-hmm. And he told the story about coming in there, there's two chiefs and there's five village elders and they start yelling at each other. And he's got to like listen and use empathy as the tool to get them to see each other as human beings rather than enemy images because they've been just killing each other over the last six months. Wow. So it does work everywhere and in other cultures, and it is sort of like the unknown or unseen subtext of what we're doing right now. Uh, And uh, like we're using a lot of words to explain these concepts and what are the best words to pick. But underneath that is the need for service, the need for contribution, the need for peace, peace between a parent and a child, harmony between between those, that's what's at the heart of the conversation right. right the strategy is what words are going to work best in order to make the conflict as short as possible yet as fulfilling as possible so that you can bounce into you know the experience of you know um being able to have a healthier conversation between you and the person you're talking with you know?
0: that's interesting that you that you say fulfilling. I'm curious. Can you talk more
1: about that? Yeah, it's fulfilling because if I start treating my child like a child object, that I need to do the right thing and be healthy or get the right behavior or whatever, if I'm treating them like that, then what happens is the quality of fulfillment in our connection will not be as strong as I would like it to be because Mm -hmm. I'm getting them to do something i'm not enjoying their beingness of them discovering themselves that's way different motive mm-hmm. way different motive so so I want the motive to be enriching and fulfilling you know as i go
0: so, and that the it sounds like the conflict has a, a purpose
1: it has the conflict has a purpose okay. the, the purpose is how can we best language to get our needs met not In a power over way, but a power with way. I'm trying to have power with my child Mm -hmm. rather than power over. Mm -hmm. I'm the keeper of the ice cream, (laughs) you know, because I'm not. (laughs) You know, I don't want to be. I you know, (laughs) or they're my you know they're my slave that has to take the trash out or unload the dishes in the dishwasher. It's like you know you're doing this task because you agreed Mm -hmm. to it, right. You know, are you going to do it with joy or not? You know. Yeah,
0: well, no, there's there's so much uh, there's so much information about being a parent out there. I I started my journey with my second child in this whole concept of unschooling. So I was, you know, right. we weren't we weren't going to school. I was treating them as adults the best that I could. Um, but I found that it it and and listening to you, it makes sense that it was just they didn't even have the parameters to understand how to navigate that arena. It was nope. like, you nope, know, taking someone to a, yeah. I don't know, a foreign country and being like, That's you get to decide are. where you go. Well, I don't, no, don't. know anything yet.
1: <laughs> don't know where to go. That's right. They can't get out of the house. They have, they have very, very, very little perspective and perception of the things. So the first thing they're going to say is no. Mm-hmm. Why do they say no is because no is a tragic way to express the word choice. Hmm. So so when you're about ready as a parent to say the word no, your next best thought is, how can I frame it in the way of choice? Gosh, um, I don't think that's a really good choice for us. Safety is preventing that choice right now. Now Hmm. I just said no, it took me a few more words, But now they have to have a conversation with me about safety. They're not trying to whine and try to override what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. They're saying, oh, my gosh, dad has an issue with safety. Well, he doesn't know what I know about safety. Well, of course I don't know what, what he knows about safety because I don't know the environment of what he just asked me for. What, is his friend's house safe? I don't mm-hmm. know about that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, and it took take, took me a few questions to find out is safe. And then the answer, the no turned into a yes. The I'm thinking about turned, well, you know what? Now that i thought about it, I think I'm pretty good now. Mm-hmm. Because you, you were able to give me enough reassurance that safety was going to take place over at your friend's house. Mm-hmm. I have clarity about how, you know, his parents are going to be there in the house. I have clarity about, you know, other friends that are going to come over that do meet the need for kindness or respect or whatever. So, so
0: do you find that your son sort of preempts your questions now? Cause he's used to this.
1: Um, so partly. Yeah. You know, he, yeah, partly uh, because now all of a sudden he's focused on his motive rather than trying to convince me he's looking to connect with the good reason why I might say no or yes. Mm-hmm. So now it's like, Hey dad, I want to go buy something at, you know, at uh, Best Buy, uh, a piece for my computer. Um, is that something that you're willing to consider? In other words, do you have enough money to give it to me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I go like, listen, Aiden, uh, you know, this is my 18 year old now. Listen, Aiden, you know, it's, um, it's not something I can do this week, but I think I can do it next week. Mm-hmm. He goes, oh, Okay. <laughs> instead of give it to me now you never give me what i want you know it's right, like, right it's right. like none of that's there it's right. like they've got to be in alignment mm. and be in consideration about what's happening with the parent and it takes them a little while they don't they don't come out considering us they don't <laughs> come out you know are born considering us that's not what happens when they come out clearly if they talked like an adult talked when they were a child that it might sound like this at you know, as this six-month-year-old six is crying in a crib.
2: <laughs>
1: They're crying in a crib, and if they had the languaging skills of, of adult, they would pop their head out and stand at the crib and say the following sentence. They would say, you ungrateful parent, what's wrong with you for not being able to feed me? You know it's three in the morning and I'm hungry. Why are you sleeping and not feeding me now? <laughs> 'Cause they would be dead. <laughs> it's like, who <laughs> wants to feed a person that talked to a person like that? But that's but that's what adult that's the way adults talk to each other. It's like, why are mm-hmm. you so ungrateful and why are you not helping me to do the things I want to do? What's wrong with you? It's like, who wants to give to that? Mm-hmm. And that's the regrettably the language we've been taught to speak and think. Right. You know, right. Is judgmental criticism, labels, diagnoses, you know, rules duties, obligations, all that violent language, it's all violent, it's Mm -hmm. very violent, uh, because it doesn't create what, what might be happening inside the other person, you know, or the good reason why they say no, you know, if they say no, the first good reason is choice, the second good reason is connection, you know, you know, and the third good reason is, um, you know, uh, that uh, they want some progress. You know, with the things that they would like. You know? So like, does that make does that make some sense?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, my four year old has entered the building. We oh, are wonderful.
1: um can I we're can I school say hello?
0: free and uh yes, here. Hi, what's hey. your name? Headphones out, go
1: ahead. Hi, what's your name? Can
0: you hear him from beyond? Can you hear Hi. me Hi.
1: name is? Hi, I'm Bill. Hi very nice to meet you. Do you have a request of your mom or you just want to come and connect? Do you want to connect with her? You want to visit? Are you having, you wanted to come and connect with your mom and visit and that's why you're on the line with us or you just want to see what we're up to?
0: He wants, he says he wants to come with me.
1: Oh, Oh, you want to, you want to come and hang out with uh, your mom. Okay. You just want to uh, be around and, and connect with mom. Okay. You want to sit here and listen? Or or if you want to, okay. You or can
0: talk. Listen. If you'd like to
1: say some things, you can do that too. Okay. Yeah. So we're talking about how parents can communicate better with their kids. And so they can have the choices they would like. Do you like it when your parents give you choices? They get to, you get to say yes to things.
0: I think he didn't realize you were talking to him. Oh yeah. Do you do you like having choices? Do you like it when I give you choices? Do you know what that means? I
1: know. I don't think he knows what that means. Oh, you get to pick the things that you would like to do. You like it when you picked it. You get to play the way you would like to play.
2: I'm going to play outside. I'm going to play, I'm going to play here in the out outside.
1: Oh, okay. So you'd like to play outside and you'd like to play inside too. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. So um, it's finding out what's inside their noggin and then repeating it back. One of the biggest uh, communication tools I can give to parents is whatever is coming out of your kid's mouth, the first step is to repeat it back exactly, even if it's not true, even if it's not correct, Even if it's not something you wanted to to do, to say things back to them makes a big difference. Okay, he says he has to tell you something. You can go. I'm ready to listen.
2: Um.
0: Uh, I have a brother named Amrit Unter.
1: Yes, you have a brother.
0: Yeah, and his name
1: is Amrit Unter. Amrit Unter. Okay.
0: He he wants to know if he can show you his brother.
1: Yes, you can show show me your brother if you'd like. Would you like to show me your brother?
0: Yeah.
1: No. Not at, the, <laughs> not at this him. moment. Okay. But you wanted me to know his name, correct? You wanted me to know that you had a brother, correct? Yes? Okay, thank you so much for, for those of you listening yes so so think of um think of language and language formation as a tennis match that you're repeating message back, message receive. Mm-hmm. A lot of times is a parent has a belief that when the words that are coming out of their mouth is showing up in the person's the kid's brain and they're hearing it, and they understand it. that is farthest from the truth ever. What is important is they're hearing wah 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 uh da, da da wah 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 and they're just hearing whatever part that they're hearing. So this, the next recommendation, besides just having parents repeat things back, the next recommendation is to is to check in for listening. And that sentence sounds like this. Would you be willing to tell me what you have heard me say? Mm-hmm. Okay. I like that. And so, what did he? What? What did? Uh, what did he? They? What did you just say?
0: I'm not sure. From can you? He keeps whispering.
1: <laughs> you know, what? To, he, he what? He he trying, go ahead. Feel free to speak voice. up. You can say whatever you like to. You up, can. Right.
0: You can talk in your. In your. You know. Uh, your
1: regular voice. voice. Um, uh, no.
0: um,
2: uh, we have a Mickey Mouse Clubhouse toy.
0: Did you hear hear that that back? We have a Mickey Mouse clubhouse toy.
1: You would like me to hear that you have a Mickey Mouse clubhouse toy. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. So notice that I'm, 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 I'm listening. I'm -hmm. saying it back verbatim. Then I'm checking in. Is that correct? Question mark. Hmm. Okay. That little, that comma, is that correct? You want to make sure message, sent, message C, because when they go to school and, and, or interact with their friends or interact with the teachers, this level of check-in slides them learning-wise way up there because they're learning how to check in mm-hmm. rather than assume or re, uh, or withdraw from a conversation because mm-hmm. they didn't hear things correctly. They have courage to step in because you're demonstrating the courage to step in to clarify.
2: Hmm. So
1: it's the courage to clarify makes a huge difference. So then when they don't understand any, something, they are able to say, teacher, did you just say blah, 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 blah. Is that correct? The teacher says yes. And and then they give another piece of information that, that the teacher has neglected to said, but is in the teacher's brain. And then they get to explain further.
0: He, he needs to tell you something else.:
1: I am ready to listen.:
2: I have toy story toys.:
1: You have a toy He has toy story toys.: You have toy story toys. I'm guessing you might have Woody and you might have Buzz Lightyear. is that correct?
2: Yeah, and I have Miss Bird, my tailhead. He's dressed up by Buzz Lightyear.
1: Whoa, you have a few of those toys, and it sounds like you feel excited to play with them. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, it's enthusiastic. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, the voice, notice the, once we got connected to the need to share, the need for connection, familiarity. I actually
2: got other Toy Story toys. I got it for Christmas
1: you got it for christmas and notice how they're able to fill in the story the detail they're taking a puzzle piece of language and sticking it in and then i repeat it back and they go thank you for hearing that because have you ever noticed that kids all, all try to say the same thing over and over again and mm-hmm. you say i've heard you think to yourself i've heard it that's not good enough you've got to repeat it back and say did i hear that correctly and then they shut then they'll be quiet <laughs> They'll be quiet cuz now they've heard you they've heard it correctly.
0: Right, right.
1: Cuz now they message sent is message received. What's uh, the next right. request? He what is He has do you another thing to say. Yeah, what, what would you like me to hear? Um uh, my,
0: my
2: did you forget? Do you do what okay. you like can like, do you you like an on word?
0: Which character do you like in Onward?
1: You know, new Pixar movie. <laughs> I have not seen Onward yet. So <laughs> guess what? <laughs> I'll have Onward to is
2: it. a troll movie.
1: What's your what favorite? Onward, find their
2: father, and their father are just a pair of pants.
1: I see. What's your favorite? Per- what's your favorite person again? Character. Um, their dad. Their dad. The dad. You, the dad is the favorite character. Okay.
2: Yeah. Right. Well, that's
1: going to be fun. I'm looking forward to seeing that movie and seeing seeing how the dad is your favorite character.
0: Okay. You want to know my favorite character? My favorite character is the the older brother.
1: I don't remember his name. You like the older brother. You like that character. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah.
1: So um, notice that, uh, Sirgan, when we're when when I'm asking the question, it results in the word yes. So what I'm doing is doing a thing called accumulating agreement. Hmm, So there's an accumulation of agreement between me and my child. So what happens is, is that they're making, they know that I'm connecting to the things that they're saying, because they're saying the word yes. And then they're asking me questions. And then I have agreement between them. And that is boosting. Here comes self-worth, identity. You're meeting the need for being heard the need for consideration Mm -hmm. and it's not treating you're actually not treating them like a parent you're treating them like a little human being Mm -hmm. so you're uh, this is where they are in the human being development and they're they're coming up here so they can eventually hit an adult adult language (laughs) narrative without the baggage
0: okay he has to tell you another thing
1: i am ready to listen what's (laughs) another thing you would like us to hear
0: um uh do you like our
1: house? Do I like your house? Well, that is a wonderful question. What I see, I have not been to your house, but what I see is the different things about, us, but it sounds like you like your house. Tell me one thing you like about your house.
0: Yeah, we're inside quan's house.
1: Oh, you're in Saquon's house.
0: We're we're inside. My partner's name is Juan. They call him Quan. We're inside Quan's house.
1: Oh, you're inside Quan's house. I see. Do you like that house? Yeah. All right. It's so beautiful. Okay. Oh, so beautiful. Beautiful. All right. I feel yeah. delighted to and, hear and, that you enjoy the toys.
2: There a lot of toys that and I like. You like
1: the lot of toys that you have there? I have
2: Duplos and Legos.
1: And Legos. So you get to play. And you get to have fun. Yeah, so I really
0: a- want to play with duplos. Oh, yeah? Are you saying you want to go do that now? Like I can't find it.
1: Or you just want to still connect with us?
0: Well, the duplos are underneath the printer. What's the printer? Next to the couch.
2: Oh. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. <laughs> Um,
1: actually, there's no need to apologize because <laughs> what we're actually doing is one, it's, this is called a real-time session yeah. in order oh, to have an active communication between a parent and a child so that we can navigate them and be around their presence and pull, pull what they're working on and their language and thought pattern forward. So he says Lego, next thing I says, so you get your need for play met with Lego. So he's associating. So then he's, when he's able to ask a question or make a clear request called, Mom, I have a need for play. You go, what would that look like? He goes, well, how about Legos? I go like, that's interesting. Go ahead, you have a need <laughs> for play. You know, where is the Legos? Well, they're underneath the printer. Mom, what's the printer? It's underneath <laughs> the couch. You know, and all of a sudden you're, you're getting caught into explanation and description but Uh with a rapid understanding the next thing you need to really get a hold of is just because you say the printer doesn't mean he knows what the printer is right right and there is so many vocabulary words that we say to our kids we think oh my god they surely know what a whatever is Mm -hmm. but meanwhile i don't know what that is it's in a drawer and you (laughs) you know use it every once in a while what is it again? An ice cream scooper? What is it? What is that thing? He's
0: definitely found them because I hear the dumping of the duplicates.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I hear the dumping of the, nice. the things. That's great. That's how,
0: great. Do you, how do you fit um, interruption into this?
1: How, how do you well, see well, that? Okay, so when you see the word interruption, what, what do you mean by the word interruption?
0: Well, adults seem to have a protocol of waiting for someone to at least reach a pause in their conversation, to interject, ask a question. Kids don't quite have a handle on that yet. I've seen different ways of handling that. I'm curious how you would do that.
1: The way I do it is I teach them a sentence. Okay. The sentence is, can I talk now? Okay. So you say, all right, say this sentence back to me. Can I talk now? Okay. okay. And here's how I would like you to say that sentence to me. If I'm standing here and, and, and you really, and I'm, and I'm speaking, then you can grab my arm and grab my hand and say, can I talk now? That, uh, that teaches them the, uh, the interruption. And then usually I reinforce that when I, they say, can I talk now? Like 90% of the time I make the adult stop. And uh-huh. I go to them and say, yes, tell me what you would like me to hear. And then I repeat back that back and say, did I hear that correctly? Yes. Would you be willing? Is there another question? And sometimes they say yes, sometimes they say no. And uh, no, they just want us to hear something. But meanwhile, what they got used to is I'm able to pivot between not they're being suppressed Mm -hmm. while this important thing is going on. It's your importance, say what you need to say, and then I get to say, would you be willing to wait five minutes for me to finish this conversation here? Now, because they don't know time, five minutes sounds like six months. Uh So, So you've got to... Sometimes I'll point them to a clock and say, when the big hand gets over here, or sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll say, um, what that sounds like is me saying four or five more sentences to complete this conversation.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And they're listening to that because they're, um, um, they don't know the word conversation. So I got to teach them what that concept is the two of us are having a conversation, it will take me five minutes or somewhere around about five to 10 sentences. Would you like to wait for me to finish these five to 10 sentences or would you like to uh, let me come and get you in a few minutes? Usually that's enough for them to do it, but the interruption piece is really important. Can I talk now? Uh Uh-huh. And then they'll they'll see that I'm considering them and then I'm considering the other person in communication okay a lot of times on the phone call i can do that often and guess what happens is the parent the parent on the other side i love the way you talk to your kids see they're actually feeling they're actually the i really appreciate that you are dealing with your kid and seeing the balance of that in other words most of the time we think it's important that we maintain the adult to the adult one Uh uh-uh it's not as important the 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 one you want to get is the adult to the kid conversation and the adult gets to go like wow this person when he listens he really listens she really listens to this and then you're able to reconnect with them you just support my kid you know, this is my request, and then you can make a request for them. It seems like that my kid needs a little bit more support. Can I pick this up in a half an hour? Can uh-huh. I? Get, can I text you back with things. You put them on hold because mm-hmm. they can. They're much more tolerant than the kid is because the kid has to learn how to bounce conversations back and forth.
0: Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense.
1: And then so it goes. You don't a lot
0: teach better. them to wait for any sort of cue in the conversation to say no. the
1: sentence. It's just it's 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 uh, the, it's they they can they don't start picking that up until they're like 12 or 13 you know because uh, you know up to that point the if you think about an 11 year old and a 10 year old and a nine year old they're always talking over each other yeah. they have no they have no sense of timing or queuing, so they start to get a sense of that when they're like 13 12 13 14 you know and then you know if if it's done well they'll be more engaged as a 14 and 15 year old because uh-huh. that's when kids tend to go flat uh and they they they, they it's very hard for them to mo- motivate uh because they think they know it all and they really don't yeah you know yeah. when they get to sophomore year and they're 15 they they really have a belief that they know things they really don't do you know the word uh, just a little language fun the word sophomore has has two meanings to it. Sophomore, sophomore is uh, you know a kid that's fifteen. It uh-huh. has two words. Um, the word soft, the first part of the word sophomore means sophisticated wisdom.
0: Oh, it's okay. funny. Uh-huh. And
1: the more the sophomore is the root word for moron. <laughs> So it literally <laughs> interprets to a wise sophisticated fool. moron. <laughs> That's what it interprets as a wise a wise school is what it interprets. So sophomores are the hardest to teach because they're mm. wise, but they're really foolish because they're fixed on a certain set of beliefs that uh-huh. they think they've been running. Um mm. And and they're they're not as open to or aware of what's happening in the world and the environment so much.
0: That's fantastic.
1: That's really funny. It's, it's well, nice.
0: I I will almost name this episode soft or sophisticated moron, but I will not because you said something else that I want to name this episode. <laughs> <of>. <laughs> um, Before, because I know you you have to go, before we go, can you tell people how they can learn more about this, more about what you do, about your podcast?
1: Well, the easiest way to do it is uh, through my website, which is uh, Bill uh, uh, Sterley, and it's spelled S-T-I-E-R-L-E.com, and uh, my phone number is 310-433-8380. And uh, feel free to text me uh, for a further conversation or, you know, find a, read a little bit about, there's some resources on there, but if you want to get going, either in coaching or to learn how to communicate more solidly, and it works with partners, it's uh, if you're struggling with your partner in communication, if you're struggling with your boss or your coworkers in communication. Uh, your mother, your parents—you know—in communication, there's ways to say things, to reframe it, to make communication safer, so that we we don't get caught up in arguments that we've had for years and years, or or, or set for our kids, set a pattern of communication that disconnects.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beautiful. Wow. And I'll have all that information in the podcast description box, so you can Ooh. easily click on it. Uh, thank you so much. Thanks for setting this up, Sunt Jote. And thank you, Thanks. Bill, for sharing. And your sure thing. This was yeah. fun. Was thank you, Prem Bayop, for coming and I giving us much. a session.
1: <laughs> took a lot of notes. That's the best part, you know? Yes,
0: I did. I took I took many notes. Thank you. All
1: right. You're welcome. And more yeah. time, okay? Yeah,
0: absolutely. Have
1: a great day. All right. Thank Me you. Thank
0: you. Bye.